How's it going, everybody? Adrian here, and welcome back to the Gaming Observer Holiday Show for Tuesday, December the 28th. Of course, we are going to be continuing this week's listener Q&A with the absence of news at the end of the year. So let's jump into it. This one comes in from Igor. Hi, Adrian. My name is Igor. I would like to know a little bit more about the backstage of your show. How much time do you spend on making the show for a day? What news sources do you use? How do you decide which news will make it to the show? What software you use? And so on. Uh, thank you for the great show and have a great year. Bye. Okay, thanks for calling in, Igor. Very kind. And uh, I do think this is actually a good question to ask because... You know, a lot of you listen to me every day for years. It's probably a good idea to know how I actually do this thing. You know, how do you know I'm actually not just pulling this all out of my butt to begin with? So in the beginning, when I started The Observer three, four years ago, it took me a very long time to make this show, somewhere between two and three hours. And that was because I tried very hard to be kind of like a journalist. I wanted to do original reporting. I wanted to look at primary sources. If I had the opportunity, I would have loved to reach out for comment from various people. You know, do the journalism thing. And then, of course, because I was new at it, I also just didn't have my efficiencies put in place. I didn't know what specifically to look out for. I didn't have the editing process handled. So it just took a while, right? And then over the years, I started to, I guess, mellow out a bit in terms of what the Gaming Observer was going to be. Notably, the fact that it wasn't going to be hard-hitting journalism. And instead, I just kind of reframed it to, hey, I'm, I'm a guy with a microphone. And I also refined a lot of my processes. So in terms of the technical stuff, uh, I record in a free audio recording software called Audacity. I have a very fancy microphone, which you absolutely do not need for podcasting. I went very overboard with it because I'm, I, I have a theater background. I have a good appreciation for good technology. But when you have a five minute show like I do, you don't need anything more complex than Audacity. If I had multiple people at multiple hours, then maybe I would look into something bigger, but this is sufficient. I also have a macro on Audacity, which allows me to like very quickly edit the audio together. All of the effects that I put on my voice, all of the cutting out of dead air, I can kind of just do with a click of a button, and I had to do all of that manually before. Another big change that I made is the fact that I used to write a script for every single show because I was not so good at just talking about things off the top of my head. And over the years, as I did it more and more and more, I realized, hey, I actually don't need a script. I tend to get a feeling about how long each story should be as I'm talking about it. I'm able to get all of the facts out there and a little bit of opinion. And I've just done this, like, how many days in a row now? Over a thousand. That I, I get a feel for pacing very easily. Now, from an editorial perspective, I think that is really more of a formation of me just trying a bunch of stuff over the years talking about certain types of stories, looking at certain sources, that I never really made a decision, it just kind of happened. So, every single day, at the end of the day, I have an RSS feed that pulls from a few different sources. If you're interested, they are specifically gamesindustry.biz, which is great for industry news, eurogamer.net, which does great reporting, Rock Paper Shotgun for indie games, Polygon for general gaming, and then I have a few other sources in there which are similar, just so that I can get, like, multiple opinions. And usually what this does is this will surface every single story that I might be interested in talking about that happened in the last 24 hours. And then from there, I will Google search the, uh, the story and read multiple different outlets' versions of that story. 
until I find what I think is the, the happy medium between it all, and just making sure I get all of the facts accurately. So I don't rely so heavily on primary sources anymore. I do sometimes, but I always make that clear. I'll say, hey, I, I watched this myself, or I read this myself. And then in terms of what I actually cover, I don't know, I, I, I think I just try to, like, put myself in your shoes, and, like, if I was listening to the show right now, what would I want to know about? If I wasn't able to get to my phone today to read the news, or if, you know, this show was instead like a newspaper that I was picking up in the morning with my tea, what would I want to read? And that's kind of what I choose what to talk about. Sometimes I don't have a choice, right? It's, it's two or three major stories, and those are the only things that happened. Okay, obviously those will be the things I talk about. There are, of course, some things that I choose not to talk about. Sometimes all of the information about sexual harassment and various issues within companies can get very overwhelming, and so I pick and choose those stories. Uh, I almost never cover rumors, because the rumors inevitably become announcements, and I don't want to talk about the thing twice. And it's just bad to be too heavily involved in the rumor mill. If something is very, very niche that, you know, 99% of my audience wouldn't care about, then I tend not to cover that. And on the other side, if something is so incredibly complex, like the Apple versus Epic case, usually I'll just dedicate like one episode to it, where I give you the basic rundowns just to make sure you're not being misled by any other clickbait articles or anything like that, and then I'll move on. So anyway, in short, it's all about you, right? What do I think you want to hear? That's why I tell you about free video games, because I imagine you want to hear about that. Or game announcements, or very good video games that maybe you haven't heard of before. I only get five minutes, so I try to get the most important stuff out there. But hey folks, I'm out of time now. If you have any more questions about my process, feel free to send a message, I'll happily respond. But I gotta get going. Thanks for tuning in. Back tomorrow with another Q&A. Back with the news next week. And until next time, happy gaming everyone. It's the TGO After Show. Hello and welcome. Hello my friends. How you doing? Uh, I'm having fun with this Q&A. Thank you all for calling in. I uh, still got plenty to go through. And I'm thinking if I have any excess, I might just, like, shove them into some weekend episodes once the new shows have started back up. I don't know if I will have excess, but I might. And yeah, I don't know. I, I thought today's question was very interesting because I would imagine you want to know that I'm, I'm doing my, my due diligence, right, with the news. I imagine you get that impression on your own, I would assume. Like, I, I tend to present things pretty fairly, I think. And if you go onto Reddit and you look at the front page, I probably got all of the biggest stories that you care about. Or if you see that I didn't cover a certain story, you probably understand why I didn't. But it's still good to hear it, I think, right? Just so you know that I, I, I do read multiple articles about each story, and I might just be a guy with a microphone, but I'm doing my best for you, you know? I do feel a responsibility. It, it, sometimes it's it's hard to lose sight, or I, sh I should say it's easy to lose sight of the fact that literally thousands of people listen to this show. I, I tweeted this recently. I was like, you know, it's very easy for, for the audience to just kind of disappear, the audience aspect of this. I just sit down at my desk and talk into a microphone. I don't see any of you. I see you in the Discord sometimes. That's nice. I like that. But for, but for the most part, I'm just alone talking about video games. And... Then I have to remember that I would not be able to fill my house with the amount of people that listen to this show. And that's when I start to go a little bonkers. I'm like, oh, right. There's people actually listening. I, I got to do this right. You know, I got to do it justice. And so that's why I put the work in. So, you know, thank you for sticking around. And, and I hope it has been valuable to you, this show. 
But hey, enough of this nonsense. Let's do after show stuff. Let's do a life update. Uh, I don't know. what. When's the last time I did an after show? I don't think I did one yesterday, did I? Anyway, Christmas happened and man, it was uh, it was intense, right? Like all these family gatherings are always very loud and there's lots going on and lots of movement. And when it was done, I just needed to sit in a room in the darkness and not do anything for a while. There were some highlights of Christmas. Uh, I got to share my my entire Steam library with with Shelby's little brother. And that was pretty fun. I mean, he wasn't psyched or anything. I don't, I don't think video games are his main thing, but he was very cute. He, he very much self-polices the, the content that he watches because he doesn't like scary things. So if anything looks remotely scary, he just he's like, ah, I don't think I'll like this game. And I was like, OK, that's fine. And then he, he right click and, and hide <laughs> so he doesn't have to see it again. And his parents were a little concerned that I'd be sharing games with him that were not age appropriate because he's like 11. You know, he's still pretty young. But I was like, hey, you know, I don't think the parents have to worry. He he was policing himself. He, like, judges his friends for watching Squid Game, you know? Like, he's one of those kids. I was one of those kids, so I get it. So he'll be fine, you know? That's why I shared it with him. And, uh, yeah, I, ho- I hope he gets a kick out of it. I-, I gave him a few recommendations. And then just today, I got Steam Family shared from my friend. <laughs> I gave my library away, and I gained a library uh, in-, in order to specifically play marvel's guardians of the galaxy so i started that today i can't really comment on it because i basically just played the beginning of the game but i'm looking forward to it i think the dialogue is already off to a great start and that's what everyone says is the uh is the highlight of that game and obviously the franchise as a whole so i'm excited to play it hopefully i'll get it done before the end of the year but i don't know it's a longer game than the other games i've been playing so we'll see what happens anyway thanks for tuning in hope you're well talk soon